Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. Maybe you can relate. We tried every fad diet, meal plan, cleanse, and exercise program out there to get rid of that unwanted belly fat. It's so frustrating trying to figure out what in the world to do. Through our training and certifications, we've learned a proven method that has completely transformed our lives. Not only did we lose the belly fat, but we have increased energy, we sleep better, and wow, does our hair and skin look better than ever. Join our three-day boot camp, Roadmap to Wellness Boot Camp at transformingwomenshealth.com. Hello, everyone. We are having another fantastic episode of the Toxin Terminator. And this morning, we're going to be talking to you about the new normal. Uh, we're going to talk to you a little bit about what is going on in our society today, what this last 16, 18 months has done to our mental health. And we're going to be sharing with you a couple practices that might help you out. It might make a difference. And we're going to talk not only uh, about our mental health, but our physical health in this as well. And as always, uh, well, here recently, I'm being joined by the better half of transforming women's health, Miss Naomi Damask, who is a certified holistic health coach. And I couldn't be more pleased to have her as my partner in business and in life. Welcome to the show, Naomi. Oh, thanks for having me, Amy. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I love, love, love this topic. Um, when we're talking, you know, I titled this episode The New Normal because we're really starting to get into a time of life where things are opening back up for the most part, you know, mm -hmm. of the country. We're going to get back to what, gosh, what life was like pre-March of 2020. Um, do we even remember that? Um, yes and no. And you know, what? <laughs> I actually love this topic, Amy, because I can relate to it in regards to it from what I had to create a new normal after yeah. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I think this is a really important topic because we learn lessons from our past, right, Amy? Oh, yes. Well, most not of us always are. saying that everything going back to normal is a good thing. A lot of times people want to go forward and have been able to reevaluate what life was like prior. You know, I hear this countless times through this last year that while there is a lot, and we're going to talk about what, what the study and research shows here in just a second, um, but I've heard so I've heard two sides of the coin. Number one is women. Um, especially extroverts have had a super hard time with this past year, Naomi being one. I'm an, I actually happen to be an extreme introvert. So I've been happy as a clam <laughs> being locked in my home. It's been totally awesome to me. Um, however, not everyone is like that. 
but I do miss the hugs and I miss, you know, that, that person to person connection. So we have that. Then we have these new roles that we all got shoved into, right? Now, my life over the last three years has been online. I'm a podcast host, and this is what I do. So not a lot changed for me, but I do like the energy of a stage. I'm not going to lie. I like the energy you feel when you're on a stage. So that's kind of changed for me. But let's talk about people your age, Naomi. What is different? You know, the roles that we've had to take on, Amy, in regards to one, being like the school teacher, the the endless cook, like the room service people are saving that they're bringing the room service, basically the school teachers, um, also people dealing with spouses at home all the time. Right. This is, it's been a lot. It's been a lot oh, to navigate. Exactly. And it right. all comes down to relationships <laughs> and what are our roles. Right. Well, and then, so that's the one, that's the one side of the coin. Now, we're not even getting into the financial aspect of it. You know, what kind of impact this had on small businesses? You know, maybe you're one of the millions of people who lost their job, mm-hmm. uh, you know, during this time. Maybe you're one of the small businesses that you never are going to be able to open your doors back up again. There's some tragedy in here as well. And we're not making light of that. But then there's the flip side of this coin, too, that I've heard from so many women that are and men. I'm sorry, guys, I'm I'm not trying to leave you out that, you know, this time gave me an opportunity to really evaluate what is important in my life, what relationships are important to continue in my life, what is time sucking of Mm -hmm. my day. You know, and and we've had that ability to figure out, golly, I'm here. You know, I've got all the time in the world now. I'm working from home. What what do I do with it? And what fills my cup? You know, what fills me up uh, and creates a, a, a better atmosphere for my family, for my home, right? Yeah. And I think finding that balance, because I do believe yeah. we've lived in an overscheduled society. Oh. For a really long time that that creates added stress you know you think about it if you're a parent and you have kids and activities it's like we're we're running and gunning we're eating on the oh. go we're doing those things where for me I really embraced the new the norm when we came like when we first went into it of that family time right having to be going 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 and then also realizing okay I was also on the flip side full of gratitude once the kids sports, you know, went back into action, went back into play. Like I was never going to be like, Oh, we got to go here tonight. I was happy that my kids actually oh, had activities. Yes. And because I think it's also, you know, for my own children to say, Oh my word, I can't wait to go back to school. They had a new appreciation as well. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's on all fronts. Now I want to read to you all a little bit of the studies and then we're going to get out of this mode because I don't like talking about negative stuff. No. I, I just believe that uh, we manifest. And so we want to get into the positive, but I want to throw out a couple studies here. Number one, there was a recent Gallup survey done on Americans and it collectively had them rate their psychological well-being. Um, they reported lower levels than they've experienced in the past two decades, 20 years. That's 
insane to me. Mm-hmm. And in June, the Center of Disease Control did a study or a survey and found that 40% of Americans reported struggling with depression, anxiety, and substance abuse, which is a topic near and dear to my heart. Now, we're not even talking about emotional abuse, physical abuse, you know, that we know uh, has gone above and beyond. So listen, if you're dealing with any of these issues, anxiety, depression, substance abuse, it might be time to turn into some mind-body practices. And we're going to talk a little bit about what they are because they're going to help you have better physical health, better mental health, and they're going to help you regain a sense of control. And I say sense because we know there's not a lot that we get to control in this world. Um, mindfulness just is a practice that helps keep us present in the in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have, I, I want to read to you another thing, because um, this is so me as well. And, and by the way, I've got this, uh, this magazine, Mindfulness for Women, uh, in Sprouts, nonetheless. Wonderful art, uh, tons of information. So if you haven't picked it up, grab it. But I want to read you another thing out of here that talks about, because this is me. Have you ever noticed your mind racing with thoughts of fear? of uncertainty, or even thoughts about thoughts. You heard the overanalyzing <laughs> freak, that's me. Maybe an internal voice that whispers you're unworthy of joy or love or anything that's important to you. Does this sound familiar? So me. I have those racing thoughts. I'm an overanalyzer. I'm going to take anything and everything, every situation, whether it's past or future, and I'm just going to run it through the the course of this hamster wheel up here, right? (laughs) I think a lot of people end up doing that, Amy. And I think that's the reason why sometimes people say, oh, I can't meditate because you think that you have to turn off all your thoughts. Right. So... Let's let's hold that thought just a moment as we um, we get into what mindfulness practices are, and let's talk about why we want to get do some mindfulness practices. Okay, um, there's you know we have a tendency to really jump in the past and the future. And Naomi, talk to us a little bit about a conversation you had with your brother just here recently. Yes, he was actually listening to um, a, like a webinar and they were talking about how we split our life. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, if you are so focused on the past, most likely those people are going to be suffering from depression. Right. You know, like, oh, in the past, this was so good. And like, if they're, especially if they're, it's not a positive thing, like they're so like, I wish it was like life, like back then, most likely they're suffering from depression. If they are focusing so much on the future, mm-hmm. like that uncertainty, not knowing things, a lot of times those people are suffering from anxiety and you can suffer from both of those versus what can we do to be actually in the present moment, being here today. And it's okay to reflect back and, and you know, the past as well as the future looking into it. But if we're constantly there, Amy, yeah. and not here, it's, it's really, it takes a toll on you physically. 
and it's a it's a waste of precious energy. We don't get this time again. No. This day, this 24 hours happens one time, folks. Life is not a dress rehearsal. <laughs> it's happening, you know. Yes. So and we have to put it into that context. So mind body practices can really help us deal with all of the challenges we're facing during some exhausting stressful times. Let's talk about why. I've got a few studies I want to talk to you guys about. There was a study published in the Psychology of Sport and Exercise that found that although being active and mindful were helpful um, to lower stress, they found that when you combined sports, exercise, movement, along with mindful practices, it amplified their stress-reducing benefits. I love that. Also, there was a study research done at the University of Iowa that found that when people looked inward to see what was affecting their mood over the past year, it, whether it was grief from losing a loved one or tension from juggling work and family, and then they took deliberate steps to improve their mental state, they were less distressed or anxious than those who didn't try anything at all. I love, I love, um, you know, all of these reasons why. There was also a study published in Alzheimer's and dementia. So we're going to get into our mental capacities here in, in a minute. They found that repetitive negative thinking, that racing mind that I was just mm -hmm. the hamster wheel, was linked to cognitive decline as well as the buildup of harmful, protein, harmful proteins in the brain associated with Alzheimer's. You guys, we're actually changing the structure of the brain when we stay literally focused in those negative thoughts. Um, now, uh, Naomi, did you get my um, information on the benefits that the body experiences when we practice mindful practices? Mm -hmm. Can you read? Can you read it? So, um, I mean, some of the things is. <clears throat> Well, one, when you, when you start to focus in, you're going to eliminate that stress in mm -hmm. your life, which mm -hmm. is really important because it's going to help with your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. That also heart disease, these things, you know, all these things are, we can't just separate one area, Amy, we got to look at it all together. Chronic right. pain is a big problem for a lot of people. And then also what has happened is we've turned on that switch of the fight or flight. Right. And we haven't turned that off. And we're not wired for that. And that's another thing is learning to turn those things down. You know, mm -hmm. that there's been a lot of um, information coming out about how do we activate the vagus nerve and why right. that's so important. Um, and one of my favorite things to do is gargling and singing um, really right. will stimulate that vagus nerve. And those, those things are going to help calm our body. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, you, you and I have talked about those things. A calm body is a calm mind. Right. Well, and um, and, and we're going to let, let's get into the the how we do this here in a second. But you you mentioned a really important topic, which is the um, fight or flight. You know, the stress is a cycle and it has to be completed. A cycle needs to to complete. And back in the day, we used to have to 
fight for our life or flee for our life, right? Um, And so that expanded energy completed that stress cycle. And today we don't have a completion on that. And we're going to give you some tips to really help you do that. And I've got an exercise. In fact, I'm going to make Naomi uh, do that. And this is a good one, Amy. We'll do that in just a second. But the I want to make sure that you guys understand that mindfulness is not just about stress. Um, It's important for stress, but it's so much more. You know, it helps us control blood pressure. It helps us moderate migraine pain. In fact, there was a study done that a clinical trial run for 16 weeks of an evidence-based, mindfulness-based stress reduction, MBSR is what they called it, mindfulness-based stress reduction exercise. They did it for 16 weeks, and then they followed it up with a biweekly practice for another eight weeks. So you're looking at 24 weeks of treatment with this. They found it more effective in reducing the number of migraines than any other uh, type of stress management program. Also interesting, they did MRIs on these subjects in the clinical trials, and Mm -hmm. they found that the brains actually showed changes in those who took part in this trial. That's, you know, and that's why we're seeing so many people turn to practices like yoga as well that has helped. Well, and then the other thing is it really helps reduce the symptoms of IBS, is a big one that so many people struggle with. And um, there was a study that was actually done, some research at the University of Oxford found that after mindful-based cognitive therapy, patients with IBS experience a 13% reduction of symptoms and 28% reduction of follow-up compared to the controlled group. Wow. That's That's huge. That's big. And then, you know, these are things that we can do in place of or maybe on top of some medications that we might have to take in the beginning, but we can learn these practices. So maybe it might be a a great substitution. So we're not experiencing some of the other side effects. Mm -hmm. It also conserves cognitive function. We talked about that with the Alzheimer's study out there, Um, but they actually uh, researchers compared the brains of uh, people who practice a meditation for a year to those who did not. And they found increased activity in parts of the brain involved in memory. Now, Mm -hmm. I love that because I hear so many in the age group that I'm in that, you know, it's, you know, our loss of memory is just part of that aging process. Mm -hmm. And it's, it does not have to be. I love this. No. We got two more great health benefits. You want to take those? Yes. It also lessens chronic pain. You know, this is something that we see a lot of people with fibromyalgia. Oh, and lots that's like that one that people can't figure out what's wrong with them. Right. Um, a study found that the patients found that more than half of alternative treatments, such as meditation, massage, and vitamins added to their meds really helped versus just when they didn't do anything at all. But when they combine that meditation, it really, truly helped lessen their pain and had a better quality of life. Research shows that being part of a community really helps us feel united, supported, safe and secure, 
and we're more apt to reach our goals. This is exactly what we had in mind when we created our Roadmap to Wellness Club. Join us now for our monthly membership group where we host weekly meetings, hosting live Q&As and content created to help you transform your health as well as monthly expert speakers. Go to transformingwomenshealth.com and click on Roadmap to Wellness Club. You know, there's so much... um, uh, studies, and this is another topic for another podcast around pain being associated with emotions. You know, so, um, you know, when we can really practice those mindful practices, and we're going to get into what that is here in just a moment. But the last one, this, this especially is the year, <laughs> this is one of my favorites because, first of all, it will help improve your immune system. And some of the things that they found with studies is that actually force bathing, going out in nature. Mm-hmm. I love to ground, Amy. Mm-hmm. So now I'll put my feet down on the, the grass, and that really makes a difference. They, it actually had a spike in blood levels of your natural killer cells, which is so amazing. When you're outside, mm-hmm. you're you're sucking in all that we need to be doing on a regular basis, and we don't think about those things. Right. right? That how the, when you're just out in the nature, how it can just calm you. Mm-hmm. Such a calming experience. So, you know, what great benefits this has in order, you know, to, to uh, the reasons why we want to. And I hear, you know, like, for instance, when I was um, told I have a lot of stress and I need to, you know, practice, you know, meditation. And here's the thing. I couldn't quiet my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I, ha- I have those racing thoughts. And I thought that meditation meant I had nothing going on up here. That, okay, let's just concentrate on the breathing, concentrate on the breathing. And, and then I'm, I mean, my mind just never shuts off. And I'm so pleased to tell you all that mindfulness doesn't mean there are no thoughts going on. Not at all. And and that was so freeing to me because I thought, I'm not doing it right. Why, why can't I get this? You know, what am I doing wrong? I was actually creating more stress for my body because I felt like I needed to have absolutely zero going on in my head during this time. I've, I've done that, Amy, as well. And, uh, you know, there's certain things that we can be doing. Mm-hmm. help you know you can one there's great apps that are out there that you can mm-hmm. listen to yes and and like the i think one's calm one's headspace those are different things i remember le- downloading this program this is called oh, 10 years ago and it had this word <laughs> and i don't remember what the word was it wasn't um but it was something of the sort that i just kept supposed to say repeating it and then, of course, my mind started thinking, well, this is just stupid. This is just stupid. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Right. <laughs> I hear you. You know, Dr. Patrick Porter um, has such a fantastic app. Uh, I can't even remember what the monthly fee is, but seriously, it actually changes your physical body. Uh, it's called Brain Tap. And you can actually just listen to with earbuds in your ears and on, you know, download the app on your phone. I used it every single day last last year in the summertime i did a 30 day no sugar challenge so i mean i went to less than 5 grams a day which 
it, it, and I'm talking, you know, anything uh, carbohydrate wise, because that turns into sugar in our body. So basically for 30 days, I was eating meat, um, you know, because <laughs> vegetables have carbohydrates and it. it was crazy. But I use the app. He has different things for different, you know, deals. And I used it for the health benefit one. And I had zero cravings for sugar during that entire 30 days. It was absolutely fantastic. This really works in this in the subconscious mind. I love it. Well, you know, it's things like that that we can do. We can also do guided like imagery as right. well. Mm-hmm. Is another great one to help right. us. Um, and then breathing. Yeah. I like to help my clients focus on their breath work, Amy. And I like to do that visual of, I tell them to, we're going to visualize their breath going from the tip of your toes to your tip of your head. And then we're going to breathe it back out again. And then you're thinking of it going all the way down to your fingertips. Mm-hmm. I and love that. that really helps people because mm-hmm. then they are focusing on that visualizing the breath and when you do do that, your mind doesn't have time to be thinking about the grocery lists and what else you need to be doing. <laughs> that oh, right. Well, and another thing that, that they talk about is, you know, mindfulness is just being aware. It doesn't mean you're not having the thoughts. And, and our thoughts are simply thoughts. Doesn't mean they have to, t- you know, take hostage in our mind. And it's okay. Think them. Does it serve me well? Yes, I'm going to hold on to that thought. Does it not serve me well? We're going to let it pass on through. You know, pay attention to the thoughts that are occurring. Is there a pattern to these thoughts coming in? You know, let them come in. Let those thoughts come in and be aware of them. And and the my question to every thought is, is this serving me well? Is it doing good for me and my body or is it not? And if it if it's serving me well, the thought may stay. If it's not, off it goes. You know, I bless and release it. So, you know, that's a practice that took a long time getting into. But, you know, we don't want to stop the thoughts. We want to let them pass. We want this continuum and we want that energy of flow. Does that make sense? It does. Um, you know, and, and we can also really look at how can we go through our day right it's almost like looking at the clock amy about all right first thing in the morning what yeah. i'm doing you know for like someone that's a coffee drinker mm-hmm. be mindful when they're doing their coffee i was actually telling um doug this and yeah. to when he was making his coffee i was telling him that you know tell his you know his significant other Stuart, to be mindful you know, mm-hmm. you wanted a new coffee. I said, be mindful when you're making that coffee. Like, mm-hmm. actually be present. Right. And that's what I do with my tea, my morning tea. I read mm-hmm. a little tag. I also think about what is it going to be doing to my body. Right. Right. And even before we get out of bed, you know, uh, there's a there's a, um, a a mindfulness around the clock. And I love this because it really talks to us. Because if you're no, new to this... This is all foreign talk to you. So mm-hmm. I like this one. Before you even get out of bed, open up your eyes. Tune in to the sensory uh, information around you. What do you hear? Do you hear birds chirping? Do you hear the coffee pot going off? Do you hear water going? Is there other people up in the house? What do you smell? 
Um, you know, do you smell anything going on? Anyone cooking breakfast? You know, is there a smells associated morning breath? You know, could be a bad smell, right? <laughs> and then turn your attention to your breath. Feel it rise and fall. Is it here in your chest? Is it in the belly? Where do you feel that breath, right? Uh -huh. If your mind begins to start racing, oh my gosh, I got so much to do, churning through the to-do list, turn it back without judgment. Don't judge yourself in these moments and just think about that breath, right? Uh -huh. So you can do this while you're still laying in bed and then give your body a good stretch, right? Oh, yes. Lengthen the body out. Give it a nice, good stretch. Take those knees to one side, the arms to the other side. Give that back a good stretch. Do the other side. Lengthen yourself back up again, taking those deep breaths, thinking about, you know, it's a beautiful day. I'm awake, <laughs> right? Well, that and then pull your knees in tight, Amy. Oh, yeah. That, that hug. Yep. So then what about midday? You know, um, midday, I like this because you can, you know, start tuning into your posture. I love this um, tips about, and we'll, maybe we'll make a post out there somewhere uh, in the Toxin-Free Lifestyle of the exact, you know, minute by minute, hour by hour that they do. But I just want to touch on a couple of them, you know, but tune into your posture, stretch your neck up you know, tall, make sure your shoulders are back, but also relax, not hunching over, uh, you know, our, our, you know, elbows up. Have you ever noticed when you're tense and doing something, your, your oh, shoulders right. go up? Right? In your ears, yeah. I know shoulders down. Notice are your feet on the ground? You know, are you grounded? Um, I love that. Just kind of paying attention. That, that my friends is mindfulness. Just noticing where are my shoulders, where's my posture, where are my feet. Um, Naomi, take one like uh, as you're leaving work. Guess we're there, a lot of us are back to work again. Do you well, have that one up? I don't have that, Amy. Oh, no, you'll have okay. to. I'm sorry. Let me let me talk. So when you leave work, shut off the light, literally and figuratively. Work is done. Right. I, I used to always tell my employees, when you come to work, home life is at home. This is work life. Right. We have to shut that switch off. And then sometimes it's a reprieve. Right. It's a reprieve to get into work, just like it's a reprieve to now go home. So shut that light off, that light switch off of work figuratively, acknowledging our workday is over. Release any negatives you may have met during the day. Let them go. They'll be there tomorrow morning when you wake up, I promise you. You know, yeah. we can release it and we can spend that commute time, you know, sitting down, relaxing, taking a few moments to listen to some music instead of turning on the TV. Listen to that music in the ride home. Let it ground you. Let it relax you. Or maybe you want to pump it up. You know, maybe you're feeling like your body needs a little bit more energy. You know, just close your eyes and enjoy that music and what it's doing to your body. Amy, I actually like to drive now in silence. <laughs> I can ah. tell I'm getting older because I actually like to be in silence because I feel like 
we are constantly on. Mm-hmm. There's always chatter around us that it's okay to have just silence. Um, and I think that's something we don't value as much anymore. Yeah. I hear you. I hear silence is golden. Yeah. To some people. I'm surprised that you say you like uh, silence as an extrovert because extroverts really uh, silence doesn't get them energized. The last thing I want to cover here, because I do want to give that exercise, you know, to complete the stress cycle before we end is at 10 o'clock at night, you know, or whatever your bedtime is, get into your bed and appreciate those sensations again. What do you hear? What do you feel? How do the sheets feel against your skin um, and against your body? How does the pillow feel under your head, under your face? How does the weight, are you a back sleeper? How does the weight of your body on the bed feel? Really pay attention to that. And then take a deep breath and thank the day. Mm-hmm. You know, tomorrow is a new one. I love that. And we haven't even talked about gratitude or any of that other stuff, but these are these are the things. Mindfulness isn't just shutting the racing thoughts off, but really just paying attention to the sensations within and the sati- the sensations outside, right? And I I want to give this little tip because I do yeah. this with so many of my clients is so many times people say I don't have the time, Amy. And oh. I- Let's do this. When you first wake up in the morning, I want you to practice mindfulness just for a few minutes when you're laying in bed. And that's when you're like you're saying just now, listening to the, you know, maybe the birds outside, maybe it's focusing on your breath work, but just do maybe two minutes there mm-hmm. morning. Then at like around your lunchtime or in the middle of the afternoon, put your phone away, put everything away, and literally once again, take five minutes. Maybe it's going outside right now, feeling the grass in your toes, mm-hmm. just breathing again, and you will feel your body relax. And when you put that phone away, if that's hard for you, pay attention to what is going on when you're picking that phone up. Why are you picking it up? Pay attention. You don't have to have the answers for it, but just clue into what's what's going on. Is it boredom? You know, what is it? Start identifying those triggers. Okay. And then at night, do another three minutes. Sort of like what you were just talking about, feeling those sheets and everything. Right there, then you've done 10 minutes of mindful work in a day. And that's all it takes for all those health benefits we rattled off. That, um, you know, 7 a.m. waking up, these tips that Naomi have, you know, it doesn't have to be a 30-minute complete exercise. I love. Thank you for sharing that, Naomi. All right. Let's do the stress. Let's complete the stress cycle super quick because we are late for our webinar or our workshop right now. So let's complete the the stress cycle, guys. What I want you to do is I want you to sit grounded in your chair, feet touching the ground and sit up straight and back. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to start tensing up every single part of your body. Start at the tip of your toes. Work that tension all the way up to the tip of your head and just squeeze, 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 squeeze as hard as you can. And then blow it out. Okay. You might need to do that one, two, three times, but all we're doing is we're just tense and tense and tensing up. And then we're releasing hard, you know, release with everything in you. And that is going to help complete that stress cycle. Naomi, how do you feel? 
I feel relaxed. It works. It does. Yes. It is a huge blessing. I feel like the weight of the world's off, not on my shoulders. Awesome. All right. If you are new to tuning in to the Toxin Terminator, make sure that you are liking and subscribing to the channel, folks. If you haven't given a rating and review, please do so. We are coming up on our second anniversary, and I have got prizes for you guys. At the end of June, the end of July, and the end of August, I'm going to be doing a drawing from all of those who left a rating and review for me for uh, packages uh, valued at $500 uh, in lots of toxin-free uh, um, products as well as courses and books and all kinds of things that value $500 each and every month we're going to be doing that. So please, uh, if you like what you hear, leave that rating and review. That helps me get heard by more people around the globe. We're so appreciative of each and every one of you tuning in each week. We love you and know that it's the 1% that are going to add up to the 100%. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator, and we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.